Say Something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, Rachel Faulkner-Brown and Ginger Gilbert Ravella join us to chat about veterans, stillness, and God's goodness in all circumstances. Both learned at a very um, early age that, that we don't know how many days we have in this um. life. And you can think, oh, I'll do that later. I'll forgive them later. I'll, do, you know, no, I mean, do it today. Love somebody today. Forgive them today. Have the conversation mm, today. Take so the good. picture today. That's why I said, you know, we were, Troy was about to deploy and the five little babies and we're all just a hot mess. But I'm like, we are going to take a picture before he left. And I'm so grateful. Oh, you did do that. We did that. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. We've got a carload for you today. So yes. welcome to say something today. <laughs> Ginger Gilbert Ravella, writer, international speaker, and author of Hope Found, and Rachel Faulkner-Brown, blogger, speaker, and founder of Be Still, are both mothers, wives, and military widows. They are committed to sharing their stories in order to encourage and help people meet grief and hardship head-on, pointing us to experiencing joy with full confidence in the provision and sufficiency of God. You can find Ginger at theanchorofhope.com and Rachel at rachelfaulknerbrown.com. Well, there's we had a few topics. Yeah. We've got kind of a military respect event going. I don't know if that's the right word. We've got a stillness. Putting out my gum. We've got weekend. Okay, so we're going to have each one of you introduce yourselves. Okay. Okay. Tell us who you are. All right. So I'm Rachel Brown. I'm friends with Courtney for 15 years, which is kind of amazing. We've walked through a lot of life together, met at a wedding. And um, yeah, I live in Atlanta. I'm married to a pastor at North Point Community Church at Andy Stanley's church. And so, we... do you know my brother David Wills? Oh, what? That's your brother? Yeah. Wait, so, are you happening? friends with Chris? Yes. What? They went down the street for me. <laughs> what? Hey, that's your that's brother? my brother. Chris oh has been my best gosh. friend since kindergarten. Oh, shut the front door. Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> Chris. Chris. My gosh. Here because I have to, yeah, I need to look back at this. I can't. How did I not know know. this? Your last name, Wama, throwing me off. Wills Wills is my maiden name. Wills. Oh, you have a kid named Wills, probably, don't you? No. No, you don't. Will. I have a kid named Will. Will. Okay, Uh there you go. So, so anyway, live down the street from their old house. I can't believe that. Yes. That is so fun. I love them. Oh, my God. But yeah, so I live in Atlanta and um, love to go share the story of my crazy life. I've um, had a husband, college sweetheart husband, who died when he was 27 of an aneurysm in my best friend's driveway and then remarried two years later. He died in a plane crash in the Air Force. He was a fighter pilot in... um, the U.S. Air Force and died in a freak accident in 2008, and then so six, 2005, 2008, 2001. Okay, 2001. 2008. My word, your heart had yeah. to have been shredded. Yeah, it was. It was just. It's. I mean, I look on my life and I'm like, is that my life? I mean, but it totally is, and I've just known like the depths of complete sorrow, and yet the highest joy. I mean, you know, it's like you can't know. Uh, true joy wow. till you know pain like you understand joy when you know deep pain and so I think that's kind of how I live my life if you're around me you're like oh my gosh like 
you know, they say, you know, excessive joy can give you heart problems and I should have them because like I have like major joy, you know, it's crazy. And, and that's just all Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. and then remarried uh, six years after being single for a long time because I'm not the prime candidate for match.com. You know, you don't just like <laughs> throw it out there, widow, two kids and expect a whole lot of people to like hit on that and be like, yeah, let me sign up for that. So I got introduced to my amazing husband, Rod Brown, and he's pastor at North Point and we live in Alpharetta. In I'm like beaming like a proud, I just love you. I know, and I'm just glad for people. She, we just had an event at my house and I got to introduce her to some of my friends, but knowing having walked not as closely as some of your friends yeah. walk through your journey. We we have a mutual friend that yeah. would call me that best was in friend. all of her. My best friend from kindergarten. That was in a lot of her. But um, I've just been so proud of you to Thank watch you. you walk through all of this. And um, yeah, and people are like, what is the deal with her? And I'm like, mm -hmm. it literally can only be the Lord that's mm -hmm. carried you. And um, so, and then I, because of you, I got to meet her. I know. You did. Sweet ginger. New friend. New friend. From Georgia too, Ginger? No, I'm not. I'm from San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. So just a little south of here. Yeah. So tell us about you. My name's Ginger Gilbert Ravello. Um, I never thought I would have a middle name. I wasn't. My parents didn't give me a middle name, and it traumatized me my me entire life. Me too. What? Your name you don't is have a really name no. Okay. Super sad. Okay, I wanted me too. A Always had my best friend's middle name, and I would write it on my paper. So my best friend in what? first grade, Robin Michelle. I don't know how to spell Michelle, so I spelled it M A S H E L L. That's hilarious. So I was Ginger Michelle so until about the fifth grade. Yeah. And wow. and we were the girls that wanted a monogram and stuff. <gasps> You're right. right. You have no monogram. So That's right. So right. It's well, made it getting married and that much. Let's just say being in the South with no monogram. That's it's devastating. It is devastating. That's it's hard. like having flat hair in the South. It does not <laughs> work. It does it work the flat hair. So when so, I got married, score, I was excited, but I'm like, I got my middle initial. Me too. Well, okay. God gave me mine. Um, tragically, <laughs> yeah, That's different um, through the loss of my husband. Uh, his my semi maiden uh, name with him was Gilbert, and so it became you know God a little placeholder uh, in my oh, name I for his that. name. So, um, yeah, I, I like Rachel uh, married my college sweetheart. His name was Troy, and he was just the most dashing, handsome Texan I'd ever seen. And uh, we would have been married for the rest of our lives, uh, but God had other plans for us. He was an Air Force fighter pilot as well, and he uh, lost his life tragically in combat, saving the lives of, of 60 other men um, the day he gave his life uh, flying the F-16, and that was wow. in 2006. So, um, yeah, we, we had five little kids at the time that he was killed. They were um, nine, six, three, and twin baby girls that were nine months old. So we were so sorry. We were, uh, yeah, it was it was de devastating to say the least. But um, like Rachel, you know, I've just seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and uh, God has just risen uh, us out of the ashes and, and just brought us into the light. And so that's what we were at Courtney's house today yeah. talking about. There's yeah. so many pieces of both of your stories. We'll be able to touch on some of it today, but um, and at some point we'll be able to share. You've written a book on some of your story. Um, but even online, we'll share some of the links because there's so many, so many details of this that I would love for people to know about. But tell us about your friend <laughs> back here. I'm the one that wants to just hide it. Yeah, <laughs> we're glad you're, you matter too. Oh, tell us who you are. Well, I really am. Um, I'm, I'm four years ago, um, my husband, Tom, had, I'm Stacy, by the way. <laughs> and my husband, Tom, has been great friends with Rod Brown. And four years ago, he married Rachel, which she came in like just a breath me. of life. <laughs> 
cheers with you all over Atlanta so wherever I mean it is such a life-giving environment mm -hmm. um, and such an eye-opener not just for the women of Atlanta but for them to take it home and use it in their families mm -hmm. I mean, and we brought it to Dallas okay so it. tell us a little bit about be still because it is be still that brought them to Dallas and so tell us a little bit about that well, so Be Still started in 2012 in Huntsville. We had done this Bible study and we decided that we really love meeting together, but we can't get all these women who've done this Bible study together. So we were like, let's just put two girls on stools that are never going to be on stage somewhere. And, you know, they aren't famous people. It's just women with really powerful stories. And so we get to um, put them on stools. We worship and then we have two women share their stories. And then we have a prayer team that prays for women because it's so un it's not normal for women to get prayer it's amazing you think oh we live in these amazing churches we have these you know big mega churches but to to have somebody pray for you is a pretty rare day on a sunday morning and so it's just a place to let down where your husband's not there no kids are pulling on you and you get to a place where it's really safe and you know a story goes beyond um a church building it goes beyond a theology it goes beyond a denomination it goes beyond a background like it's just you can't argue with it and it's beautiful and we it's based on revelation 12 11 we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies and so we just do it all over atlanta we kind of rotate around the city and we've done one every month for the past four years and um it's just so fun it is just so fun i mean it's amazing to watch women get healed from things that they've carried their whole life or what are some other questions yeah well i think too another question and we do this at dinner because i like ginger we, we talked about this last night like i do not have time for the small stuff i mean like we are on a mission <laughs> to bring freedom to this earth to set the captives free i mean truly that i think it's a verse in isaiah i mean like that is my life's work you know and so it's like to talk about just junk at dinner so i always ask the question when we sit down for dinner tell me your high and your low of the yeah. last six months because a lot of times it's six months before I wrap back around to have dinner with somebody we're all eating dinner with people every now and then you know you're not just eating or for your kids tell me your high low today I mean I think telling asking that question what is your high and what is your low of the last six months I mean Stacey's been at some of these dinners and you probably have too but it's mm -hmm. one of those things where you just you really go a thousand miles deep in one question mm -hmm. yeah. you know and 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 even men I mean you're dating with men and women all day long men will answer that question and it's amazing when they start talking about their low of the last six months man oh man I mean you know when's oh, yeah. the last time you've heard a right. man go oh my low in the last six but I mean you talk about yeah. taking a, a dinner down to <laughs> yeah. the real stuff yeah. I mean well, I, I mean, you asked people today what were they were grateful for and yes. and I yeah, think that was one of your key things that you said was, even in the worst was. days the worst days you know walking through the loss of my husband he was his body was taken by insurgents and our, our little private family pain became oh. like CNN news and um and every day no matter the worst day mm -hmm. the worst day I found something to be thankful for because I knew enough to know that thankfulness unlocks, you know, that, that peace, that, joy. that, yeah, that what we, what we can give all bottled up inside and you can only see, if you can only see, um, the negative, then you're never going to turn that corner. Mm -hmm. And, and even, you know, if we just got to look for it and it's a choice and it's, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a hard choice, mm -hmm. but I really do believe that and that's what Thanksgiving and we're about to approach that season. And I think it's really important that we stop 
and we really count what we have to be thankful for mm -hmm. because when you start counting I, I like that about Ann Voskamp's book 1000 gifts I mean when she started out just I hope I can come up with a hundred things then she comes up with thousands of things because yeah. it's just opening your eyes um, yeah. to see and you know that God's goodness because it's there you know there. Rachel, I think, think it Sorry. No, I was just gonna say one more question. I ask my kids every day when they get in the car, how do you, do you feel loved today? And I think that question is so powerful because then they have to recognize, one, how they didn't feel loved. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. if you if you have to recognize how you felt love, well, what didn't feel mm -hmm. like love to me? And so I think, like, even asking my husband that, how did you feel loved by me in the last week? Um, or did you feel loved by me in the last week? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hope you did. That's a scary I did. I hope you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like that is such a call powerful in. question. <laughs> I know he's gonna be like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. we don't have call-ins. So, so good. Oh, praise God, praise God. So and we're like, caller ID, run, run. Delete, delete the con. Don't answer. Um, but anyway, so I just think, how did you feel loved? You know, in the last. I mean, you can. Ask, that's that's a universal question, but it's so yeah. powerful. When I think, what do you do? What do you do with your time that matters? You know, and yeah. we can easily. I, I think Rachel and I both learned at a very um, early age that that we don't know how many days we have in this uh. life, and you can think, oh, I'll do that later. I'll forgive them later. I'll do. You know, no. I mean, do it today. Love somebody today. Forgive them today. Have the conversation mm, today. Take so the good. picture today. That's why I said, you know, we were, Troy was about to deploy and have five little babies and we're all just a hot mess, but I'm like, we are going to take a picture before he left. And I'm so grateful. Oh, you did do that. we did that. Yeah. His friend came over to the house because she knew we were never going to make our appointment. And she said, I'll just drop a sheet in front of your entertainment center and we'll do it. And I, I look at that and we had, this is the only family picture. Yeah, I have one family picture too. It's so, and, so take pictures. Yeah, it's amazing take to hear her talk about that because I was like, oh my gosh, we had one picture too. Yeah. Cable is five months old. And Davis was. Your kids will Christmas complain. Card picture. I mean, yeah. how much do our kids complain yeah. when we do the Christmas card picture? But every year, I'm like, when I'm dead and gone, you're going to be glad be you have this. Yeah. So and then make an up. ornament out of them. I make yeah. an ornament so in case oh, I lose the card. Hey, one Rachel's, more question. Okay, fine. What is your why? What is your why? I love that question. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. What is I'm sorry. your why? What is your why? I always say this when we speak for folds. I'm like, what is your why? Because it makes what it makes your circumstances bearable when you know okay. your why. Okay. You got to go further. What do you mean? Yeah. What is it? Why do you do what you do? Why are you doing what you do? I mean, what is what is the thing that gets you up in the morning? What breaks your heart? You what know, is like your why? What is your why? You know, because it makes your circumstances like for folds people who are patriots, folds, 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 folds of honor. Folds yeah, well, you you're the person. You tell them. My gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you're it. She's, we don't talk very much. It's hard to. It's hard. She's to um, like they're engaged. both speak for this organization that is. Yes, it's called the Folds of Honor. It's a nonprofit charity that raises educational money for children and spouses of wounded and fallen military families and so we're out to um, share our stories and help other families you know we could be a voice there's at 1.5 million dependents just from Iraq and Afghanistan alone wow. and they're your neighbors you know these veterans that's you know we're super um, super proud of, of the 1% that served the other 99% mm. of our country so we want to be uh, an advocate for them because mm -hmm. the government isn't taking care of them like you hope. but you know we wow. go to these events and I'm asking this room full of you know 
frankly, men golfers who were at these events. And I'm like, what is your why? I mean, is Fold your why? Because, you know, God's commanded us to take care of the widows and orphans, and you're doing that. You may not yeah. realize it, yeah. but, like, you are doing that. So if Folds is your why, then go for it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they are the ones who are making a difference with their money. And we are the richest nation in the country. There is not one military family who should ever have to worry about where their college is going to come from, you know? Yeah. So giving them that, oh, my gosh, Folds of Honor could be my why. I could go back to my club and, you know, so, but asking that to anybody I mean like what's your why I mean I want to know what breaks yeah. your heart you know that's an Andy question well, let's talk about that I want to talk about military families because it is not something I'm around enough and through American Airlines the event we're going to this weekend together mm -hmm. I get to go once a year and I, it's almost like if you're not a part of a Catholic Church like you don't get the reverence sometimes in church mm -hmm. because of how mm -hmm. comfortable it is and the churches that we go to but when you're around that kind of event and, and the military and the people and the pomp and the circumstance and the flags mm -hmm. come in and like I just boohoo the whole time and you guys are around this a lot because of what you're involved with and the husbands that you had um, so talk to us about what do you see as when you're looking across to other families that do not have have not do we not know do we respect families enough are we helping enough tell us what you see well I think um, I think that everyone you know wants to support the military they just don't always know how or they don't really know what the family walks through so I try to educate people there's a big difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day and Veterans Day is where we celebrate everyone who served their country Memorial Day is where we remember those who've lost their lives in service to our country and so just little things like that and, and just you know you can thank a veteran but really truly I believe you thank them by remembering them uh -huh. by saying their names when they're gone you know mm -hmm. I remember people avoided telling you know saying Troy's name to me and I wanted to hear his name I, I wanted people to, to validate his life his life was so purposeful he was mm -hmm. such a servant and um, and so I, I think that just just um, saying their names remembering them but also really just taking care of their families because all of these men and women that mm -hmm. serve our nation do it freely and um, with such humble pride and, and and they're willing to risk life and limb and so yeah. we, we owe them a debt of gratitude yeah well and I think too like educating your kids that the only reason we have the freedoms that we do is because of the men in World War two and I mean there it goes way back you know 65 yeah. million people lost their lives during World War one and World War two 65 million people yeah. Yeah. and that is a lot of people for our freedom because I mean we we could we could be under rule of yeah. you know yeah the power of Hitler I mean wow. you know and that could yeah. still that right could be, still be in power today if our military wasn't what it is and so taking your kids to like the World War II Museum in New Orleans yeah. whoa I mean you talk about a powerful place I bawled through that movie that they have it is the most amazing thing I think I've ever done with my kids well, I think everybody should take their kids to Arlington National oh, Cemetery totally. and yeah. watch the changing of the guard and, and just walk the rows of tombstones mm -hmm. and, and just feel um, that every single one of those tombstones represents a family and, it, and generations that were changed because of that tombstone speaking yeah. of Arlington That's will you tell beautiful. us what happened last year yeah. so yeah so um, Tragically, Troy's body was taken by insurgents. He was killed upon impact. We did have that confirmation back in 2006 when I lost him. Um, and the search had been ongoing for all these years. And, uh, you know, once we left Iraq, it, you know, became the chances much slimmer that he would ever be recovered. And um, 
over the years, our, our men and women in uniform have dug up a hundred Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of graves in Iraq oh, looking for him. And because they really, truly, when they say they leave no man behind, yeah. they believe yeah, that and they chills. stand behind it. And um, But the Lord had really given me a peace. You know, I knew he, I knew who Troy was, was home with Jesus. Um, but still the injustice of him not being buried in this country. Um, and so we, we've just been praying for it and hoping for it. And last fall, I got a phone call you know and I, I'll just never forget it um, mm -hmm. and they told me that Troy had been recovered uh, he had been held captive and traded high-level Iraqi um, high-level Iraqis and it was really I mean I hope someday there'll be a movie and we'll be sitting in this car talking about it um, because epic proportions of what uh, people did to save him and actually um, the really Truly, so many miracles, but the unit that he saved was the unit that recovered him mm. 10 years later. And that, Isn't that that's amazing? our military. That's mm. why people should stand up for the American flag, yes, no matter yes, what, because yes. that, that is the backbone of our, of our country. That, that they gives me chills. chills. Oh, I know. Rachel, tell us about wow. your sweet husband and, and what he did for our military. Blair, yeah, well, he was um, a fighter pilot in the A-10, and he went to Afghanistan in the A-10, and then came home uh, we had our children and then he went to serve as a um, instructor pilot in Columbus Air Force Base and so he was actually training the next generation of fighter pilots to go back into the war to defend this country when he and his student pilot took off and there was a cable in the wing that um, they mm. could have never known even on an inspection like they said they would have had to have disassembled the plane for them to have known um, but when they took off, that cable broke, and so they didn't have any lift, and the, the plane just immediately flipped and oh, caught on fire. And um, they both ejected, but it was it was just too late. They both had traumatic brain injuries, and both were killed. So, yeah, and that was ten years ago. This um, coming April, and we had, wow. yeah, I mean, I just look at Blair's life. He had twenty years in the Air Force. He was a navigator. He was ROTC in college, a, a navigator on the KC-135, and then got like you know, a special waiver, age waiver, because he just, all he wanted to do was just fly. You know, he just mm -hmm. wanted to fly his own airplane and wanted to fly fighters and wanted to actually fly the A-10. And, um, you know, look at just the dedication and just the esprit de corps that he had for the Air Force. And he was, I mean, just an amazing, And when he was killed is when Rachel's friends reached out to me. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of barely climbing my way out of, of the pit I was in. But I remember emailing Rachel and, you know, Everyone knew that we both had little babies, you know, at that mm -hmm. time of losing our husband. So, yeah, what's all these funny years is, later, here we are sitting yeah, in the car drinking sweet tea. I know, right? I love <laughs> this. This is so The funniest part, though, the day my husband died, you know, the president calls you on the day. So, President Bush called my house in Columbus on the day that Blair wow. died, like three hours after he died. And What? Yeah, he always calls. You know, that's just standard Ugh. procedure. The president Get calls when you out. lose somebody. And so, my mom, though... Um, answered the phone and they were like, this is a call from the office of the president. And my mom was like, um, my son-in-law just died. This is no uh, time for jokes. And like, this is no time for jokes. Uh, I, don't, I don't blame her. I got on the president. I mean, you know, like I never got my call, which I wouldn't have even known what was happening anyway. But I mean, isn't that hilarious? My mom hung up on the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. I mean, you know, but I, I just love knowing that because it, it is, that is, that is so serious. So special. I met President and that Bush he knows. Here and he, you know, I, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I, I had been mad at him. 
for a, a while. I mean, you know, I was mad at God and then President Bush. It just kind of went down the checklist of who I wanted to blame. And um, I met him and he signs my book and meets my kids. My kids go out and play golf with him. It was a really fun day. Um, but I realized it's that really I, funny. he really cared about yes. our military yeah. and he, he carried a lot of weight. You think about the lives that were lost under his watch. He yeah. carried that with him. And so I reached out to his aide after the end of the day and I, I sent him this email. I'm like, dear President Bush, I mean, really like he's, he's, he's never going to see this, but I needed to tell him I'm not mad at you anymore. Like, I don't blame you. God had Troy's days numbered and, and you did the best, you know, with the, with what you were given. And, mm. and I, Troy, God was going to take Troy home that day, whether he was flying or not. He just went out the way that he wanted to go out. Mm. You know? yeah. And, and I just said, you know, I just wanted you to know I'm not mad at you. And, and, and so dumb. I mean, I just needed a release yeah. from that in my own heart. And lo and behold, I get a letter handwritten from him exactly I, a week I, later. I, um, yeah. So just, the power of forgiveness, you know, I had to forgive, I had to forgive Iraqis. I mean, truly yeah. like oh, yeah. forgive your enemies in the Bible when you're growing up is like the mean girl in biology. I mean, that's really what you, you're forgive your enemies. That's your picture of an enemy maybe. But I had to just teach my kids like we can't hate a culture, a people, a race, a religion. Like, God will deal with them. Yeah. yeah and it goes to bitterness is so powerful. Yes. Oh, totally. And so, well, and it's not you. saying that what they did is okay. No, it's no. just letting go of the bitterness yes. and knowing that God will have justice in the end. And yeah. you can, cause I've watched people in my own family, you know, mm -hmm. just walk that road of bitterness after losing Troy and, and it's, it's, it's eating them alive and they're very lonely, miserable yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you, we've got to wrap it up, but I know one last thing I want to ask you, um, I think people will say that statement, well, you've been to hell and back or whatever, but I think what both of you have said, you basically had your foot in heaven, one foot in heaven, one foot on earth. Um, yeah. Tell us what you know for sure about God. Yeah. Well, I know for sure, like, I, I think my perspective has changed, you know, on earth as it is in heaven when he prayed that in the Lord's prayer on earth as it is in heaven. So basically he was saying to his disciples, I want you to experience heaven on earth yeah. not wait for something so for but me today today yeah. i want you to find what is heaven to you today heaven to me today is getting to pray with a girl who's got a traumatic brain injury and needs healing that is my heaven today that that was me stepping one foot in heaven yes i'm still here on earth but i i I could see what Jesus sees when I'm praying with her, you know? And so for me, like believing that heaven begins at salvation and teaching my children that this is not something we're waiting for. We are getting to experience the goodness of God and the heavenly realms in a daily basis, on a daily basis. Like I totally believe that. And I have two husbands who live there. So totally, I mean, you know, my... I wonder if they're neighbors. I don't know. Yeah, and what's it going to look like when I get there? <laughs> yeah, you're like... <laughs> I don't know. I got to go visit three houses. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll have three then. I'm like, oh, I don't know. What's this going to look like? Yeah, Campbell asked me one day. She said, so if Daddy if Daddy came back, like, who would you sleep in the bed with? Would you sleep with Daddy Rod or would you sleep with Daddy Blair? I was like, uh, that's never going to happen, so I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, what are we talking about this for? But anyway, so, yeah, I just think when you, when you believe heaven begins, um, 
the moment you meet Jesus, you live differently. It's just more fun, you know, because you're looking, you're, you know, you have this reticular activation formation. You are looking for heaven. So it means like if I want to buy a white minivan, which I do because I love mine. If I want to buy a white minivan, my eye trains, if I'm looking for a white minivan, my eye trains itself to see, you see white minivans everywhere, you know? So it's like, I want to train my eyes to see heaven everywhere I am. It's that gratitude thing. But for me, it's, Hmm. You know, I've just got so that good. heavenly thing going so on. Yeah. It's a beautiful is, way to put it. This is not our home, you know, and so I think when we're all trying to make it our home, Earth is just not our home. So we're never going to be totally comfortable here. And and I think you finally have to just lay that down and go. I when I am finding that comfort and peace, it's because I'm getting a glimpse of heaven. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I have a friend who passed away a year and a half ago, and, we, and, and she called it heaven glimpses. Yeah. So, and it's letting eternity form, inform today. Yeah. All right, so Love do you it. have a charge, like a little take, a takeaway? Like, go and do people. this today. You have to tell ladies that are watching to charge them to do something quick and simple today. Yeah. I would say... Ah, that's putting you on the spot. No, go for I, it. I, mean, I think I would just say... <laughs> Um, heaven is now, so go find it, you know, I mean, go look in your, you know, I always call, there's Kronos time, there's that, like, the tick, tick, tick of the clock, and then there's Kairos moments, which are where time stands still, and those are the moments that I, you know, just make life just that um, joy of living, you know, mm -hmm. just those Kairos moments where you just, and you feed off of those, mm -hmm. like, find those Kairos moments this week where time stops, and you're like, look at your child, and you're like, I'm so in love with you. I mean, you know, you like you couldn't love them anymore in that mm -hmm. moment, like when they're sleeping. Sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sleep. They're quiet. I'm just kidding. No, I, love, I mean, just those moments where you look at them, you're like, "How are you mine?" You know, like, or you just look at your husband, and you're like, "You are such a stud." Or, or you can look at the sunrise. I the mean, there sun. are. I mean, yeah, there are just whatever. so many that it's just staggering. Yeah. So those Kairos moments, like heaven is now. Well, so think, what does yeah, that don't, look like? Don't, and don't assume you have tomorrow. You know, don't assume that you can do something. I mean, there are things I wish I would have said to Troy, you know, if I would have known uh, we were going to have a last conversation, then I would have said some other things too. I mean, but you always assume you have later. So go tell somebody that you really love them and mm -hmm. forgive somebody today. Okay. So good. That's a good go. word. Thank you. Thanks. Ladies. Thank, thank you. you. So and thank you for joining us. All right. Until Bye. next time. Thanks again for joining the conversation. We love hanging out with you guys. Want to stay connected? Like or follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. See you next time on Say Something. Say Something.